Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio if you don't have that yet. Download Dash Radio on your phone. Search for Nothing But Net. It is totally free, and we're there every day, appointment listening, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. I also have a new show on OnSideRadio.com. I won't be in on Monday, but I'll be back on Tuesday, and that covers all sports. So of course, we'll, t- we'll cover the 6-3 and three Dolphins and everything else that's happening in South Florida. Also, check out 5ReasonSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. That's for all of our latest free content, including from Brady Hawk, who is basically producing about 12 stories a day. So make sure you check those out on the Miami Heat. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you're tired of losing in fantasy sports, times are changing. Now it's just you versus the numbers. Prize picks is the perfect way for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season-long team or you're a seasoned vet in the daily fantasy space. On prize picks, you simply select two, three, or four players and predict if they'll go over or under their fantasy projections. So for instance, if you were betting in the NBA playoffs, you might want to have gone over on Jimmy Butler in some of those final games. You can win real cash today. Prize picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four predictions correct, and you can split them between players on different teams. Entries are so simple, they can be made unless in 60 seconds sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the prize picks app and use the code five f-i-v-e to get a hundred percent match on your first deposit up to a hundred bucks again that's prizepicks.com the code five and now today's episode one two three four five on the floor welcome to five on the floor a daily show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. We know that we're not finished with the draft episodes, but we also knew that we might break into some of those. So we've got one of those left. You'll hear that before the draft on Wednesday, but we wanted to get to the latest NBA news I've got my guy Greg Sylvander on here. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander on Twitter. I also recommend that during free agent season, you follow our associate account, Clutch NBA 5R. That's run by our guy, Adam Bore. And I can tell you right now, uh, Greg, I mean, batting average wise, I think the three of us together are as high as anybody uh, covering the heat right now. And some of the things that have happened, we pretty much predicted not just the players in the heat, but a lot of the players around the league that may be moved and maybe where they might be moved what was the most significant thing to you from a transaction perspective or a possible transaction perspective that happened over the weekend? Well, I mean, I think that the, uh, the news that broke uh, about James Harden, particularly having trade uh, destinations on the table, you know, we went from, from Shams tweeting that he was committed to staying in 
uh, Houston and committed to that team to all of a sudden Woj tweeting about him having a list all of a sudden. And our, our guy, Adam, definitely has been at the forefront of, of kind of some of the potential suitors, including Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Miami. But the other thing that broke today um, is that the salary cap projection was finally um, – kind of the uh, everything is projections and based on on lots of different factors but we're starting to get a clearer picture as to what it's going to look like in 2021 which we all know is the ever important offseason for Miami and there's a ton of implications that go along with that I don't know that we'll unpack them all on this episode but those were kind of the two big things is we got clarity on what uh, the next 18 months is going to look like from Miami from a cap perspective and also you're starting to hear big names potentially moving around the league all right. Now, less big names, but when it comes to the Miami Heat, important names. I think Adam and I and you have had very similar information on a lot of this. Also, uh, by the way, Ashley Nicole Moss, who's been breaking a lot of stuff related to the Heat and has had very similar information to us, is going to be joining us on Five on the Floor on Tuesday night for an episode that goes up Wednesday. So I know a lot of people have started following her. I've told you she's credible. And now we're going to actually have her on five on the floor and we'll talk about some of her reports. But I, what Adam and I, what I tweeted and Adam followed me on this one and, and is that if I was to say three veterans that the heat might end up with, okay. And look again, everything is fluid. That's not a cop out. That's just reality, but three veterans that the heat may end up with at the end of this process to me, the three most likely and possibly all three, although I know you differ with that a little bit will be Danilo Gallinari, Paul Millsap and Wes Matthews. Those are the three names that I've consistently heard. I know that the Heat are still in on Gallinari. I know Adam has similar information. I, we talked about this on five on the floor. When they didn't get Gallinari in February, the Heat were very careful not to trash him publicly about not wanting the number of years, the, the sort of the, the length of the deal that the Heat wanted, which was definitely not to go into 2021. Gallo wanted more years, didn't end up getting it, didn't get traded. Doesn't appear he's long for Oklahoma City. We've seen Dennis Schroeder already move, so they're clearly moving some of their veteran pieces. Um, what is the information you have regarding those three pieces and how, in your view, because I, I've heard some stuff here, but how could they make it work to get all three? Yeah, so I mean, part of me, uh, when I tweeted today, uh, which we're recording this on Sunday night, um, I, I said, don't get your hopes up for all three because I am the, uh, the quintessential hope trafficker, but it, it just so much has to go right to get all three and also to have three commitments and, and just so many dominoes have to fall, but it is absolutely possible. So there's legs to what uh, you and Adam have uh, kind of alluded to in, in the potential for those three guys to be um, the coop of the offseason for Miami. And the, the names are consistent with everything I've heard. Gallinari, it can be everything from a sign and trade where you could structure a deal uh, where, yes, he would have to have a three-year deal in order to agree to a sign and trade, but you could make one or two of those years team options or non-guarantees. There's lots of tricky stuff you can do there. Um, and then with, with guys like Millsap um, and and Wes Matthews, I think it's more of how could you split up the mid-level exception? Is there chances that you could get the biannual exception for one of these guys? And, and, and just kind of the, the biggest thing I would say that um, all that there's mutual interest from all three players and Miami is pursuing all three players. So that that's a good 
foundation. I spoke to someone really close to Wes Matthews over the weekend that um, reiterated to me that he is absolutely considering Miami, but it's tough to think about leaving Milwaukee. We heard Mark Stein reported the Lakers just popped into yes. to that too. So just, yeah, they're in the mix. Yeah, so the, the, the there's mix. a lot of stuff still on the table, but um, I think that, that the Gallinari thing, and you've tweeted at this and I'm going to let you talk more about it. Um, Miami kind of, they pursued him and they knew that they'd get back to this point and here we are. Yeah, they're at this point. And I know a lot of Heat fans are wondering, could say, how does that happen? Well, one way it could happen without jeopardizing future years is a sign and trade. And, and I think that's a very real possibility now. And I think you're looking at something like Nunn and Olenek uh, and some kind of sweetener that could potentially get that done. And if you look at what Oklahoma City is doing, they're trying, look, they've got something like 18 first round picks over the next seven years. It's outrageous. Okay. They can't possibly keep that many players. They're going to end up flipping some of those picks to get stars because it's very, the, the Presti strategy is pretty clear. You cannot get a star to come to Oklahoma city. They got Paul George, but it was an unusual situation. You have to draft the stars or you have to trade your draft picks for the stars. Those are the two ways you got to go. If you're in the market like that. So he's accumulating all these first round picks. He could technically take the Heat's 20th pick off their hands and add another to his war chest, or he could take a young asset like Nunn who could keep them somewhat competitive. Um, they just lost uh, Schroeder as a guard. They've obviously got, you know, in, in Shea Gilgis Alexander, they've got one sort of star guard in rising. They're probably going to move Chris Paul, I believe. And so Kendrick Nunn could slide right in there as a starter in his mid-20s um, and at least score and give them something while they're kind of building this thing out. I think something like a package of none and Olenek may make some sense there if you sweeten it. Um, and then you do look at splitting the mid-level between Millsap and Wes Matthews. Now, let, let's look at what these, and again, it may not end up being these three, but these are the three that my sources keep bringing me back to, okay? Let's look at what each of them would bring. Let's break it down. Um, Gallinari, specifically, is he a starter on this team from day one if they get him? Gosh, that's, that, I mean, it's so funny. In February, we would have, said absolutely um but jay crowder you know he fit in certain ways that i don't think we necessarily expected um maybe we expected it defensively and the three-point shooting was the bonus if he comes back down to earth i think you slide gallinari directly into that spot into the jay crowder starting spot and you go from there and crowder can kind of be more of a utility player off the bench um so i i would expect him to start um he was um you know he had a really underrated offensive season last year uh he was you know re really efficient from outside so i feel like he'd be that stretch big that you definitely uh could fit right in he 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 averaged 19 points a game 40 41% from 3 shooting seven threes a game 61% true shooting percentage he had a totally underrated season and i think he'd be a perfect addition there whereas the other two guys to me feel more like depth signings yeah. All right. So let's get into both of them. I'm with you. I, Gallinari to me starts right away. Um, I know there will be some questions defensively. If you have him and Duncan and Tyler in your starting lineup, even if it's Tyler instead of Dragic, you know, you're talking about sort of three at this stage below average defenders along with Jimmy and Bam, but also three elite shooters. So I, I feel like the Danilo thing is adding strength to strength, right? Like the, and and the heat believe in that, by the way, they do believe in that. And you know, you can make your shooting such an incredible strength that, you know, not only is it sort of overwhelming now, but it's also something Giannis looks at and is like, I got to have to join this. Yeah. And then obviously you shuffle the deck again because, you know, you got to figure out a way to play all these guys together. 
But their interest in him is very real. Um, they're not particularly concerned about some of the defensive issues. They're not particularly concerned about the durability. I know when they tried to trade for him in February, I asked a lot of questions about that. And they said they felt that a lot of it was fluky type stuff. They don't think anything's long-term and that he's been reasonably durable of late. So I think they think if they got him in their program, he could be effective. Let's look at the other two. I know you said it's depth. Uh, and I think that's one of the questions, especially when we start with Wes Matthews, because Wes Matthews started in Milwaukee um, and very well might start in L.A., right? Like Danny Green's gone. If, yeah. Is, is Schroeder their starting point guard or are they bringing him off the bench? But I mean, they got KCP, but not a lot at the guard position. Wes is kind of the perfect type of player to play with LeBron, covers up some stuff defensively, can hit open shots. Um, I don't know necessarily that Miami gives him a better better role than either of those two teams, but I do think if he comes, it's with the intention of him being in the rotation and potentially being a starter. I don't think it's just sort of adding a tenth or eleventh man to the you know to the back end of the rotation. You're right. You know what? I actually probably am underselling his uh, potential to be a starter because I think that there would be something to the idea of balancing the lineup in a way where Wes Matthews could slide in and, and be a starter. And maybe that's how you pitch it. Um, there's also and um, our friend friend of the program, Albert Nama, uh, tweeted a little bit about this uh, regarding the cap holds associated with Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and the heat. And, and I'm not saying they would make basketball decisions based on this, but there are certain circumstances that would behoove them to potentially not start those guys because of the way that their cap holds would shake out for 2021. So maybe there's also a balancing act that could be done there, particularly in Kendrick Nunn's case. And I know he started so much last season. So maybe Wes Matthews does find his way into the starting lineup. And, um, you know, with Gorn kind of, I know he said he's a hundred percent when he, um, in a recent mm -hmm. interview, but maybe you bring him along slowly and, and you do find enough minutes for everybody because to your point, Millsap is also a guy that you would think if, as he's, um, evaluating his options is probably going to be sold on a starting spot elsewhere also. Yeah. Let's get into him now. So uh, to me, the Paul Millsap thing, I know people talk about it with Jay Crowder and they say, well, you can make the money work for both. You could, but I don't really know from a rotation standpoint that it makes sense. Like I, there's so much duplication between look, Jay Crowder was never an all-star. Okay. It's not going to be an all-star and Paul Millsap was, but Paul Millsap is not going to be an all-star again. At this stage, their games aren't that different. Like at a certain stage, they were where Millsap was a go-to scorer. He's not that anymore. He's a he's a you know a stout defender, a hard worker, and he can make a three. And you know he has more of a low post game than Jay does, obviously, and more skill down there. But primarily, like there's not a lot of difference between what you're going to get from the two of them, except that Millsap has a longer track record and is a guy you may be able to run some offense through where you can't do it with Crowder. I don't really see the need for both, Greg. Am I missing something? Because there are some that are saying, well, you can get Millsap. You can still bid Crowder back. I, I don't know. I mean, I, to me, they need another big, big. And Millsap's yeah. not that. And Crowder's not that. Well, and you, you bring up a good point. If the, you also are throwing Gallinari in the mix, then it's like you have a bunch of guys that are kind of that stretch four-ish kind of player. I mean, occasionally maybe Millsap can play minutes at the five. So you do need like a true big. And this is also um, with the potential of a guy like Kelly Olenek no longer being on the roster. So uh, you you do have a hole with a, with a true big man. So it'll be interesting to see how they balance that. I think that the way that you would make it work is – you would um, essentially have to figure out a way to 
um, find minutes at the five for one of those guys. And I think mm-hmm. Millsap would probably be the most realistic option. Um, and, and ultimately that's where I think, and why I tweeted that I think it's going to be a little tough to get all three because the, the mix of the right amount of money, the right mm-hmm. amount of years and the roles is just really difficult to get commitments from all three when there's going to be like, for instance, Jay Crowder, I think that they're going to offer him a balloon payment for one year, but mm-hmm. if some team offers him a three year deal at the full yeah. mid level, it's going to be a difficult choice yeah it's going to be a difficult choice for them and i also think it's a difficult choice for the heat whether or not they want to go further and i think they're going to have a line and decide that they don't all right when we come back we're going to talk about the harden situation in a little more depth and not just the possibility to the heat but the possibility to another team and how that might affect the heat's timeline before we do want to tell you about another great sponsor the five reasons sports network if you need a realtor who'll treat you as a valued client and not just another commission let me recommend you consult our friend and heat fan Eric Brown at five reasons, realtor.com. That's right. His own dedicated website for five reasons. Listeners, five reasons, realtor.com. The official realtor of the five reasons sports network. Eric is a real estate professional with several years of experience representing celebrities, executives, and pro athletes, as well as first time home buyers with a Wharton school business education. He's uniquely qualified at identifying property value, negotiating on your behalf and providing an unmatched level of service. So if you're considering selling or buying a home, in South Florida or just want to know what your property is worth in the strong real estate market, contact Eric at 305-967. That's 305-967-9089 or go to fivereasonsrealtor.com. Find out what his specialized professional business approach can do for you today. Again, that's Eric Brown, 305-967-9089 or fivereasonsrealtor.com, the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, let's get to the Harden conversation. Like we mentioned, um, our guy, Adam Bore, has been on top of this from the beginning. Now the national guys, including the two prominent guys, are tweeting stuff two weeks later. But again, you can clutch, you can trust Clutch's information on this stuff. We would not have added him to the network if I didn't. Uh, and, and the three of us have been working together on a lot of this. And what he had out there was that Harden, if he decided to leave, because Houston was blowing it up and it does appear that's happening, that the three teams on his list were Philadelphia, Brooklyn, or Miami. And now the word today for the first time from a national outlet that Brooklyn is a team primarily in the mix. They have not mentioned Miami at this point, but they will, I'm sure. Um, Let me ask you this, Greg. We've talked about Brooklyn and the assets that they have, particularly at the guard position, the flexibility that it gives them, along with Durant and Kyrie. They could re-sign Joe Harris. Uh, they could move, you know, Jared Allen, one of their bigs, or their primary big. Uh, Dinwiddie's future is kind of in flux a little bit. They've got Karis LeVert. They have a lot of pieces. They could add Harden and have a legitimate, whatever you think of James Harden, everybody knows my view, and everybody knows my view of Kyrie, but you throw <laughs> Harden, Kyrie, and Durant together, it's a pretty damn good start, okay? Does this change, in, in your view, the Heat's timeline? At all, because if they see a power emerging in Brooklyn, do they have to make a move now? I think it definitely will make them explore um, as many options as possible with as much rigor as you could expect, because like this is the thing about this whole situation with James Harden. Um, Even if he says that he's interested in, let's say, Philadelphia, Miami and Brooklyn, 
when you look at what Brooklyn has um, kind of on, on the table to trade, whether it's Dinwiddie, Levert, Torian Prince, Jared Allen, and some sort of picks, you're, get, you're getting the indication that if Miami wants to get in that situation, they're going to have to essentially drain the treasure chest to get James Harden. So if, the, if that doesn't come to fruition because he's locked in on Brooklyn, even though there's starting to be whispers that, that one of the two guys that's already there, and Ethan, I'll let you guess which one, is not so keen on this move. Um, and it's not, it's, not Kevin, it's not Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> um, stunned. So like then in the event that it goes through regardless, I think what Miami does is really starts to canvas the league and think about where can we cash in a couple of these chips? Because to me, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are trump cards in the, in the way that, yes, all those players I named for Brooklyn, that's unbelievable in terms of a package. But Miami can compete with that package if they were to um, – assemble every one of those guys and put them together in a trade so then do you go to milwaukee and say hey if Giannis doesn't uh sign that supermax we will you know serve these guys up on a platter or you know do you go to bradley beal what is the next option but i do think that there's something to be said for the window that jimmy butler has here kevin durant getting back healthy and the fact that um, you kind of are in a perfect scenario with kind of the whirlwind of trades that are going to be going on to capitalize on something uh, here in the next, you know, few weeks. First, I'm absolutely stunned that Kyrie wouldn't want another guy who's ball dominant in the backcourt uh -huh. with him. That 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 shocks me. Um, and but your two favorite players on the same team. Ethan. Oh my god, I uh, they would be. I love watching KD, but the two of them be completely unwatchable together. I, I mean, it would be fancy, but I you know I, I wouldn't want to want to watch all that ISO. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're Miami, it's not just Harden, but it does become, can we push Washington to move Beal? And I don't think that's going to happen, but that's the counter move, right? Like, I mean, I, I, it could be Milwaukee if they're ready to move off Giannis, but it doesn't appear that that's the case. It seems like they're going to try to give that another year. And then it becomes, can you just make an offer to Washington that's so overwhelming that you can get Beal now? If you can't, if you, and if you decide you don't want to, then the other scenario is being an Eastern Conference champion, okay, which was surprising to a lot of people, surprising to us, although we thought they'd be better than most people thought they would be. We did not think they'd go to the finals. None of us did. Uh, and then basically acknowledging the fact that you're going to, you know, step back behind another team because, again, the talent there is going to be overwhelming. It'll take some time for them to put it together, but there, there is overwhelming talent. And I tend to think it'd be more like the super teams that succeeded uh, provided that Durant is healthy and again, that Kyrie is on board with things, then some of the ones that haven't like the Dwight Howard Kobe experiment, you know, or the Barkley Drexler Pippen experience, you know, those kind of experiments that have occurred. It, it, it's a tough spot for the heat because, you know, their fans are expecting a lot now and you're going to watch a super team be built uh, sort of right under your nose. I just wonder if this forces a panic move. And I hope in that case, it does not. No, I, I'm with you there that I think they would definitely explore it. But here's the thing. Like, if you think about those three guys, you know how when the big three came together, we we kind of talked about how that would be the worst version of those guys because they would start to figure it out more and more. I think you would think about like Miami would 
maybe let's say they get Gallinari and West Matthews, just hypothetically, then you bring back a lot of your same core guys. You're banking on cohesiveness, you're banking on depth, and you're banking on the fact that maybe that super team is not going to figure everything out chemistry-wise in year one. And then in year two, you can make your move to build your super team, uh, you know, provided that everything lands in the right places. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to check in on Devin Booker at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I kind of checked around on that this weekend and I was told that I don't know that Jimmy Butler would be the biggest fan of swapping Tyler Hero for Devin Booker, which I found to be really interesting. Um, but mm -hmm. I think that, that they would have to approach that with due diligence as good as he is. And then they would just continue to look around the the league but I think that the short-term formula there if they couldn't nab a Bradley Beal or, or a top at level player is to kind of bank on the cohesiveness and the depth and, and coaching uh, and try to make a run at it that way for one year yeah I mean look the, the situation in, in Brooklyn is a lot of things we don't know right like how is Steve Nash going to be as a coach even though he's got D'Antoni and some other experienced people how is how healthy is Durant going to be will Kyrie buy in would Harden and Kyrie work together? My guess is not easily, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, there's just a lot of elements. And like you said, I think the Heat would bank on their quote-unquote culture, but there will be pressure. And if you start to see pieces move off the chessboard, particularly to your rivals, it makes you more likely to try to make a move. All right, I got one more question from Greg. We'll do it right after this. I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official craft beer of Inter-Miami, the Miami Marlins, and us – the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is South Florida's actual independent brewery, the only one. Biscayne Bay is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. They're committed to our community and supporting Five Reasons Sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle. If you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer, grab their stuff, whether it's Marlins Lager, Miami Pale Ale, or Tropical Bay IPA at all major retailers throughout South Florida. It's the beer we're drinking at Five reasons sports all right real quick we're going to get to more of this in the next couple of days and we're going to do some draft stuff let me just do some rapid fire with you this top of your head not holding you to it right now with the way things are going 20th pick does that player stay in miami i'm gonna say no i'm with you okay next one goran dragic same plan here one year balloon payments after yes i think he takes it 100 percent. jay crowder here or not uh, I'm actually going to go yes on this one. Okay. DJJ, is he going to get a big offer somewhere else? Uh, I've heard that he is considering Atlanta, Cleveland, Charlotte, and Chicago, and I would expect him to move on. Uh, those four teams, man, it's exactly the types of teams I thought he'd end up with. And I, to me, the one that makes sense is Atlanta. Uh, the other three do not. Uh, Atlanta, I think there's actual, an actual role for him that he could, he could fill. All right, last one. Uh, chances of Myers Leonard being back. Um, let's go zero to match his, uh, Jersey number. Wow. You're that low now. Okay. I thought yeah, it might I be 20%. Mean, you know, he's kind of a fallback option if some things don't work out and maybe he doesn't get the offer he wants in the market, but you think it's zero. Yeah. I just, uh, he, he's exited Hassan Whiteside's house. We all know that's where he was renting. Yes. He was there. And, uh, I just don't know that, uh, cause Hassan is not going to be moving back to Miami this off season. So that house is going to be available. So I don't know why you'd be moving out of it. And I just think he's looking for a bigger role. At least he can be promised as a reserve elsewhere. And I don't think Miami's willing to necessarily even give him that much of a guaranteed role. So I would say, no, he won't be back. 
All right, more episodes coming up. Obviously, we've got the Bigs episode that's already up. It's Wings we're doing next. Is that right, Greg? I keep You're right. We're, we're going to blast through the Wings before the draft and then uh, anything else that pops up before then. All right, and we'll probably have Adam Bore on here at some point. I mentioned Ashley Nicole Moss is going to be coming on with us on Tuesday, so we'll bounce some of these stuff, some of these ideas. Live stream Wednesday for the draft. Alf's hosting. I'll pop in, but Alf is hosting. We'll also have a pod. I know you want him to host. We'll make sure he's sufficiently inebriated so that he can't pronounce any of the players' names. And then on Friday, we'll start free agency with a stream. So everything's going to be going on on our YouTube channel. Check out 5reasonsports.com. Buy the T-shirts. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network.